Hi, I want to start this podcast with a bit of a warning. Oh yes, a warning. In fact, the, the contents of this podcast are going to be something that uh, I'm always a bit uh, worried about putting out there. Because every time I do, there are two kinds of people. There are the people that get it, and then there are the people that don't. And the people that don't get it are the ones who, uh, then they become overthinkers. You know, and if you listened to the last podcast, which is all about how overthinking kills us, I've got some messages from people who are like, well, how do I stop overthinking? And I'm like, well, you can't think yourself out of overthinking. Like, what do you mean? I just got to find the strategy to stop thinking. And so that's what this is about. This is just a bit of a pre-warning that when I get into this, this, this podcast is titled Three Revelations That Will Change Your Love Life. But I want you to know that most of all, this is about a letting go, not a tooling up. This has always been about a letting go. And that, that idea often pisses people off because they're thinking, but I just got to find the next strategy. I just got to figure this out. I don't know. Why did this happen? And maybe you're not one of those people, but maybe you know someone who's like that. Or maybe you've been like that time to time. I know I definitely have. So the, the, the frame that I want to give you this is this is always stuff that you want to listen to, right? But the words that I'm pointing to, the, the meanings that I'm pointing to are more than just the words that I say. So when you understand it at a logical level, you will actually devalue the process that is happening on an emotional level. So that's basically why I love doing these podcasts, because often not someone will listen to a podcast, right? They'll listen to it and they'll have like a bit of a change. They'll have a bit of a mental shift. They'll be like, ah, they'll have what, an aha moment. Or I think it's the, the Zen Buddhist word means satori, which is like awakening. Like it's like the glasses were always on your head the entire time type moment. And so that's what I think is really important to know is that on that emotional level, listening to the words that we're about to discuss, these three big revelations, can change can change a profound amount of things. And listening to it once or twice might be really good, but anything more than that, you can put your brain into overdrive and you start nitpicking, you know? It's like, it's like you've seen a movie once and it's really good. You see a movie the second time and you, you pick up on all these amazing new things and little things that you missed out on. And the third or fourth or fourth, fifth time, it's like, eh, it's a bit boring and sometimes it's a bit numbing. So listen to this podcast once. In fact, maybe listen to it a couple times. But any more than that, wait at least six months to listen to it again. Because we don't want to oversaturate your mind with different ideas and feelings. And um, we don't want to become... Because there's a difference between being conscious and self-conscious. And sometimes on our way to be conscious, we do become a bit self-conscious. So... The first frame here, the first revelation that I want to talk about is the concept of shyness and taking time. Now, this is for all those people who say that they're introverted. Now, I personally don't like, and I think the whole idea of introversion versus extroversion is good, but you have to remember it's a style. Just like changing clothes, you can change your style, right? Now, everyone then will get a little bit angry. They're like, but I'm introverted. You know, that's the same way as someone saying, but I only wear this particular clothes. And, you know, that might be true. You might have a sense of style and you might like your style, but it is a style nonetheless. Now, I'm not here to attack or to, to criticize the whole concept of introversion versus extroversion. But what I want to say is that it doesn't really matter. You know, people say like, you know, they listen to me when I talk about energy. They're like, but I don't have energy. I'm only introverted. 
you know, the original meanings behind introversion and extroversion. If you don't know, it does not mean that you're this crazy, boisterous person or that you're really quiet inside your head. What it means is, is to be extroverted is to be, to draw your energy from outside. To be introverted is to draw your energy from inside. You know, in fact, during university, I had this amazing uh, creative narratives teacher. He was one of the best teachers I've ever had, just because his pure, just vibrance and energy for life and for whatever he was doing. And it was so funny because he identified as an extreme introvert. He was like, I'm extremely introverted. I get my energy from myself more than any of you motherfuckers. When he didn't use those, that language, but basically that's what he was just getting, the gist at. So I want to talk about the idea of being shy. Because some people think that they're shy. And you know what? You might be right. You might actually be shy. But I want to talk about situations because even though most confident person in the entire world, I can tell you this, there are times that you're shy. And even the most shyest person in the entire world, I can tell you this, there are times where you're confident. So, that's remember, it's a style. It's a thing that shifts. But the reason why I'm talking about shyness specifically is because I want to change the way we look at it. People say, but I'm shy. I could never do that. What about the things that you're not shy with? You're not shy to pick up a glass of water. You know, you're not shy to talk to your parents. And maybe some situations you might be shy to talk to your parents. Maybe some situations you might be shy, but you're not shy to interact with someone someone via text message sometimes. And then some people are shy with that. So I want to propose the idea here that when it comes to shyness, you're not actually shy. You're just figuring out what to say. In fact, sometimes calling yourself shy ruins that process. In fact, going out to a bar, for example, it's, it's really funny, like, uh, I, you know, I go out, right? And I, uh, I, I go out with some people, and sometimes they're single, sometimes they're not. And uh, I, I used to be the professional wingman. I used to tour the world. I was coaching guys and stuff like that. And so it's really funny because I interact with a lot of, like, there's some single guys who are like, I'm shy, I could never talk to a girl. And there's a lot of girls out there who are like, I'm shy, I could never talk to a guy. And then what I do is I just interrupt and I say, hey, are you lost? Or hey, how you, how's your night going? And then all of a sudden everyone's like, oh my God, I just, I'm just so excited to talk to this person. It's because they were just looking for the right thing to say. And where does the right thing come from? Well, the right thing comes from pattern recognition. The right thing comes from experience. You know, things that you're not shy, in fact, you're confident in. Sometimes you're, you just have the experience. And sometimes people believe that they don't need a lot of experience. That's why I love beliefs. In fact, I love people who are just so naive that they succeed. Like, they just don't know that failure exists. In fact, that's how I start when I first started uh, with this company. You know, get him hooked or whatever. Uh, it was just really funny because I was like, I cannot fail. And then I had a few failures and I was like, Ooh, I don't understand. This just does not make sense in my mind. Um, so in any situation that you've been shy, now we've been talking a little bit about no mind in the podcast before, but I, I want to bring this up a little bit because anytime that you're shy or you just feel like you don't know what to say, that's true. You just don't know what to say. So what I want to propose is is that every situation is unique and every situation is really distinct. And outside of having a coach that is going to really push you and get you know just excited and, and to just jump into these situations, you have to realize you don't even have to say the right thing, right? But what you want to do in these situations where you feel like you don't know what to say is to stop thinking about how you don't know what to say 
and to stop thinking about how you're trying to figure out what to say. Just be silent. Look for the space between the words. Look for the space between your thoughts. And as you give your mind this mental space, something new will come, something creative. In fact, sometimes you think of things so good that you just can't hold yourself back. Now you might think, but I could never do this. Some people might, some people can't. I don't know who you are, you know. You specifically, I don't know you. Unless I do, and then hi, I do know you. But it's like, you know, I'm, it's a podcast, so, you know, this is to everyone. But including you specifically. But um, it's, it's like, <laughs> dug myself a bit of a hole there, and I'm not going to edit that out. But look, straight up, you just might have high standards. And if you want to be this crazy social person, it might be a simple solution like dropping your standards, or it might be the better solution, which is just to give yourself the space and time to notice. Because you can notice a thing about them. If you're thinking so much about, I'm shy, I'm shy, I can't do this, oh my God, you know, what's wrong with me? I can't do it, it's this. You don't give yourself the space to notice things, to notice new thoughts. And to notice things about them, you might be like, wow, they have a really great sense of style. Wow, they're talking about cartoons. Wow. It's got a really good posture. And then these are the things that start conversations. The rule is, the simple rule is, you always just got to start with the conversation of least resistance. Whatever's easiest for you and whatever seems to be easy for them. And that's what we're going to get to in the next thing, in the next big revelation. But it's like you always just want to make it the easiest possible thing. You don't want to make it any harder than it needs to be because everyone always does. They're like, you know, people chase people. It's like one really, ladies, one really thing about guys, by the way. And I don't generally like to talk about big just different um, differences. But this is to do with the, uh, the men's dating world. Is that one of the biggest things with guys when it comes to the men's dating world is they always want the hardest girl, like, to get. It's there, they're like, I want to meet that girl. It's like, what do you mean? The one with the boyfriend surrounded by all these bouncers in the VIP section and who clearly has a, a t-shirt that says, don't talk to me. It's like, yeah, I want to talk to that girl. It's like, hmm, mm, 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 mm. W- What are you doing? You're a fucking masochist. Is that the word masochist? Narcissist, not narcissist, like whatever that is, self-flagellated. But the thing is, um, some, uh, some people are the same when it comes to their, like some women are the same. You know, we, we want to date that guy who just doesn't want us. It's like, but there's this person, you know, he's just, he's just really perfect in every way. And one thing I, uh, this is not one of the big revelations, but I want you to know this, is that I want you to look for if a guy is sticky, right? Not needy and not physically sticky on his skin, but if he's sticky with you, like if he sticks around, that's how you know he's worth investing in. Because a lot of women I find, or at least the people I coach and the people that ask me questions, are like, but... You know, I met this guy, it was really perfect, and why didn't it work out? It's like, look, he didn't want to be there. He just wasn't that into you. And it's not to say that, you know, but it's like, what's the tactic or the thing? How do I make him want me? Well, you can't. This isn't love slavery, and people go, but that's why I went to a dating coach. You know, you meant to tell me how. And I'm like, well, listen. Listen, 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 listen. You spend all your time trying to get the person, trying to meet the person, trying to do all these things. You spend less time being yourself, and that's the thing that screws you up. The only reason why they don't like you is because you thought that there was something to get from them. 
And if you didn't, then you become someone who gives more than they take. And there we get into the second thing. So I want you to imagine, now this is the big crunch. This is the big thing that, uh, number two. But number two is this thing that I can tell you and then you can become this super intricate person who wants to algorize relationships. And this is the, this is the one that's most of all that I want you to understand that uh, you don't want to overthink this. You don't want to try and um, mentally compress this. You don't want to get into this algorithm for love. But I'm going to give you a little bit of it, though. And this is something that came from the stillness of my mind. Big revelation. And promptly, we have to forget. So I'll tell you this, and then we, t we forget it. But imagine, if you will, a chart. And on the bottom, it's like a line graph. And on the bottom of the chart is uh, you have the cost of investment. And on the, on the, so the, the bottom, so the, the horizontal is cost of investment, and on the, the vertical is return of investment, and there is just a straight line that runs between the two. So it's kind of like a, a line graph, X equals Y, you know, it's a straight up line, and X, the bottom, is cost of investment, and Y is return of investment, right? That's dating 101, that's the fucking dance that people do, people don't know it, but it's all about return of investment versus um, cost of investment. Now, what a cost of investment? Cost of investment is time. Cost of investment is, you know, are they going to hurt me? Cost of investment is, am I going to hurt them? You know, ladies, one of the biggest fears a lot of men have is, are they going to hurt a woman emotionally? Like, are they going to lead her on? That's one of the biggest fears when you, when you talk to guys. They're like, but aren't I going to hurt her? It's like, mate, you don't even know her. How do you assume that she's so weak that you're going to fucking break her like a twig emotionally? You know? And then, and then ladies are like, but you know, is, is just going to want to sleep with me? It's like, sure, some of them are, but how dare you assume that all guys just want to fuck you? You know, what about the guys that genuinely want to know you? Are you just going to lump them in the same block? So that's also a that's cost of investment. And cost of investment is this thing that it's, it's thing of investment in you, investment in the relationship. And and uh, it's interesting because this is going to be a roundabout thing. You're going to get to this ultimate conclusion that this little talk that I'm about to give you. But what is the return of investment? Return of investment is the cool emotions, the great experience, being with someone who's a little bit uh, sexy, like all that kind of stuff. And it's interesting because what happens is, is people then go on dates. They're like, but why didn't it work? Well, people can have in their head a, a very return of investment. So they might, if you've ever heard the phrase like, oh, let's just see how it goes, or it could be fun, that just means they're not quite sure the return that they might get. So if you go on a date with someone, now not to say that this is a transactional thing, but, you know, I do believe the best study of life is how it is. And a lot of people think and breathe in a transactional sense. So this is the good way to look at it. And then to promptly forget it, because how to have the ultimate return of investment is a special little secret, and uh, stay tuned to find out. But looky, looky, looky here. So, <clears throat> so you might go on a date with someone, and the date might be out of your comfort zone. So that's a high cost of investment. But the, the guy's not that attractive, so you're like, nah, I don't want to hang out with him. So that's a low return of investment. The high, it might be super easy. Like He's like, buddy, a friendship group. You know, that's low cost of investment and it's super attractive, high cost of investment. So it's above this X equals Y line, which makes it, yeah, it's a good, good idea. It's the same reason why we buy a bottle of water. We buy a bottle of water because the two or three dollars we spend on a bottle of water, and I'm shaking a bottle of water now for dramatic effect. 
that um, the $2, whatever, $3 investment that you spend in the bottle of water is much lower than the return of investment, which is the delicious, nourishing water that you get from the bottle. And then some people might say that, oh no, you're damaging the environment. So then that increases that cost of investment to be damaging the environment. So it's all subjective, which when some, you know, this is what you have to understand that if someone didn't like you, one, maybe they're not ready for you. So the cost of investment is fucking massive because they don't want to invest. They're like, what, what's the point? Or the return of investment is so low because they're already in a relationship or they're not looking, or maybe they're looking for something different. So that's the way we have to understand it. Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Doesn't mean what you're giving is bad. It just means that it just wasn't, they don't really feel like it's a good return of investment. Now, what I wanna see here, though, what I wanna show here, that the return of investment is all about what we call PB, or perceived value. Now, someone will be like, Ooh, this person's sexy, or this person's whatever, with the perceived value that you give off. Now, this is where people go nuts and they say, well, I'll just get better clothing, better cars, better this, better that, better mentality, better coach, better star. And it's like they, they go down this rabbit hole to increase their perceived value to, to, to things, things, whatever. And you know what? Marketing 101 is all about perceived value, you know? It's like I play that game because that's the thing that needs to happen. But when you listen to the podcast, when you get in, when you get in, in touch with the course, by the way, next Wednesday I'm releasing the Epic Relationships course, which the perceived value is through the roof. I want to share with you that perceived value is only as good as the value within. And that's your value. That you can do and you can do this performance and stuff like that and play a role as much as you can. But if the person underneath isn't is incompatible of the person underneath the real value the rv the given value the gv just the value the v the v that you're giving if that's not real that doesn't come from a good place doesn't matter what you put on they ain't staying their stickiness they'll become unsticky because they they go oh this person's really nice i like to get to know them and then they get to know them and they go, what, 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 is that, is that it? It's like when we try and play a role, we become a two-dimensional creature. We put on a mask and then when they discover it's a mask, they just don't like that mask anymore. So it's better to be you, authentically you, there's the roundabout way of saying it, than to this. So look, look here, basically, how do I say this? It's like, at the end of the day, what we really do need to do is just realize and to notice the, uh, the relationships that are synergistic. That is, that the return of investment is so much higher because when the two people invest in each other, they create more energy. Now that's a level four relationship. It's a relationship where you can just give. And when you just give, 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 it feels fucking good. It's the place in life where you fill up energetically and emotionally so you can do other things. And that's the highest thing and that synergy comes from realizing it's down to matching, down to, wait, are you in the right place, the right time? Who are you? Is it happening? You know, are we vibing? And that's basically what my Epic Relationships course is about. You know, what I discovered is, what I discovered from working with people is that there's basically these twin forces that govern whether or not a relationship works and whether or not how deep a relationship goes. And those twin forces, and you know, in the, in the course I talk about the ultimate attraction formula, but those twin forces are chemistry and connection. Now, connection is the connection you share with someone else. 
your ability to see where they're at, your ability to be just like clear with them and to witness them as a human being, to, to vibe with them and to make an emotional bridge between you and them. Chemistry, on the other hand, is your connection with yourself. And you will always have this sexual chemistry, this intense chemistry with other people who have a similar connection with themselves. And that's why, if you want to be more attractive or whatever, it's good to go down that path. It's that understanding yourself. This is why I say, just as much as you pursue someone, you should pursue yourself. In fact, you should pursue yourself more than the someone. Because through life, as I meet people, they're out there. They're not on your phone. And sometimes they are in your phone, but not all the time. It's like online shopping. Sometimes you get some shoes. You've got to return the shoes. They didn't fit. You got the wrong size. Maybe the, it was the brand. They just make bad shoes. Sometimes. That's like online dating. Don't you agree? I agree. It's a podcast. You can't reply. <laughs> um, anyway, so look, the twin forces of an incredible relationship, connection, chemistry, of that incredible dating experience, whatever, meeting someone, making it last. If you want it to last, however, what style of relationship you want, and the style is important, it comes down to a deep connection and rich chemistry. And this rich chemistry comes down to your understanding of yourself, your willingness to be yourself. So if you want to increase your perceived value in someone else's eyes, it comes from that real value, that real chemistry and your real ability to connect with them. And that course is coming on Wednesday. So keep an eye out for that because, holy hell, socks are going to be blown up off. You know, you, uh, you're going to be thrilled out of your mind. You're going to be gone literally insane from the sheer thrill. But I want to share with you something. It's funny that this is a Jim Carrey quote. And uh, let me just bring it up because I should have prepared. But I didn't. So Jim Carrey, crazy, eccentric, brilliant, insane, and also not sane. Jim Carrey says, you can fail at something that you don't want to do, so you might as well take a chance at something that you love. And oh boy, do we consider relationships that same way. You can fail at the bad ones, so you might as well go for the good ones. That's it. That's that third revelation. It's nothing any more than that. I want you to ponder that. When was a time that you went into a relationship that you thought was not even the best? Or you settled? Maybe you didn't settle. And you're like, fuck yeah. And you're like, well, then I give you a high five, but maybe you did settle. Maybe it was a past. Maybe you're not in it now. No, no one wants to admit it now. And I'm not saying you have to admit it now. But it's interesting. You know, I have a, bo a fourth bonus uh, revelation that I had that I really wanted to share. Is that you can actually have an incredible relationship just being really silent with someone. Like, just completely silent. Because most people, uh, what they do... Is and this is something that you know it's it's fun for a while, but once you realize this, you can kind of get over it. It's like you can just really just be blank, like you can just be a mirror for the other person to witness themselves. Like you know, if you just if you communicate with them in a way that they need to, if you reflect what they need back at them and stuff like that, and just you can you can create you can really create like an incredible relationship with someone just by being a reflection of who they are, and. So, like, you know, everyone takes it so seriously. Everyone takes relationships so goddamn seriously. Everyone takes dating so seriously. And they're like, but this happened, this happened. But it means about me. It's like, mm, no, it didn't mean anything about you. It just means there was a mismatch or whatever. Sometimes people need to make it about them because that's things. Like, life will give you the thing that's most important for you right now. 
And that's what I know is that I, I give you this podcast, for example, and you will get the meaning that you give. Doesn't mean that I can still give you a bullshit podcast where I just like played music or something like that. I don't know. But it's like, um, you know, people always get the relationship that they need from you. So you might as well just take it less seriously. You know, just see where someone else is at. Give them that. Just don't take it so seriously. Like, it's like relationships are like a doorway. You don't have to step through it. And once you step through it, you can step out of it. So I want you to try that even. Be a reflection. Don't, don't, like, don't be emotionally dead. But be a reflection of someone else. See what, they, what response they give you. You're going to find they might really like you. In fact, they might love you. Or they might want to do things with you. And it's just because they saw themselves in you. And people tend to love themselves. And this is where you really get into an epic relationship because you see this and then you're able to see the single person that doesn't. And that is love. And that's the podcast. <laughs>